Sharks Pod, a South Park podcast, with your hosts, Bro and Billy. They watch South Park and they watch them all. Episode, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, Kenny, four kids, their mouth are potty. They're not good role models, but what do you expect? Bro and Bill, they watch all shows. They talk and discuss. Whether they watched or not, some shows are good, then there are some who just are so bad, that we think that they suck, but we don't worry, because the show won't bore you a minute, not one second, join Bro and Billy and listen to Shark Pod, the South Park Podcast, with your hosts, Bro and Billy, it's show. It's also a podcast, podcast, they talk all about South Park, 19 seasons and counting, how long will they be on, well we don't know, don't know, don't know. Hello everyone and welcome to Sharks On, a South Park podcast. I am your host Bill, along with Fro. Sharks Punks. Maybe. Sorry, I, 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 I just found out I have a bone disease where I cannot pronounce the P in, in pond, so I'm calling it Shark's Ond. Uh, 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 um, references! Yes! <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so, Roger Ebert is dead. Yes, he's been dead for a little while. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the, the documentary? Ah, uh, no. Plantes? No, but I've been tempted to. I... Oh, it's such a good documentary. <laughs> it's such one of my favorite documentaries. I'll have to see if it's still on Netflix. Yeah. You should really say it. Life itself. Yeah. Really good. Alright. I'll yeah. check it out. Um, but, um, yeah. Robert Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. Yes. Uh, that's today's episode. And uh, there's gonna... And, uh, there is a bit know. of... There is a bit of an explanation. As... Of why Roger Ebert's name is in this episode. Right. Because... I honestly did not know this. He has his own constellation. I did not know that. So, that's very interesting. Is that the reference? I I believe it is. Plus, they also mention him in the episode. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, It's a weird (laughs) This is... I think this might be the weirdest episode we have reviewed so far. I agree. I really think so. I was not sure if it was South Park or something else I was watching, to be honest. Because, like, this really didn't feel like a South Park. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Uh, we're going to switch things up a little. Um, it got to 7.8 uh, out of 10. Uh, so, so it went down a little bit. Yeah. From the last two episodes, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I just want to say real quick before we really get into the review, and this is something that I've noticed, obviously because of, you know, you telling us what IMDb has given this, you know, these episodes. Mm-hmm. They've all been at least a seven or higher. Yeah. We have not had anything below a seven. And I, I think that's weird for this season, to be honest. Like, I can't wait. I said it before, I can't wait for this season to be over. I mean, okay, we have had maybe two two episodes that I liked. Mm-hmm, and one you gave a ten. Yeah, out of those two. Right. But, <laughs> I, I'm tired. <laughs> We're almost to the end. We're almost there, bro. You just gotta hang in there. Um, I feel tired. <laughs> now, I... But, it, but it, yeah. 
I should mention... It's the weird episode. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think it should be brought up while we're thinking of it, because obviously we're delaying reviewing this episode. But that's yeah. okay. We've done this time to time. Um, now I think is a good time to talk about um, what we're going to be doing in the next... Oh, this, this is not for weeks, but should let everyone know. And Fro knows about this, but he's going to be reminded here. Um, so in the next couple of next, sometime in the next three or four weeks, I'm going to say, we're going to be reviewing the Chef Aid episode of South Park. Right. And coincidentally, a month after the episode aired, the album came out. Mm-hmm. So sometime in the next month, Maybe month and a half. I'm not really sure. It depends on, you know, when these episodes come up, which is every Friday. Fro and I, we will be reviewing Chef Aid, the album. Yes. And I have never heard this album before. I did find the link, so I have the link. We're good to go. I just got to send it to you. And that we will review Chef Aid, the album. We will. Looking forward to that one. Uh, yeah, uh, more than I'm looking forward to talk about this episode, so <laughs> let's uh, get into it. Yeah, let's, let's get right into it. Yeah. So today's episode, as Fro mentioned, is called Roger Ebert Should Lay Off the Fatty Foods. This episode originally aired on September 2nd, 1998. And it's kind of cool, uh, because we are recording this in September. Yeah, right we are. Yeah. So we're almost uh, on on really? point. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So we begin the episode by watching the end of Barnaby Jones, which, Fro, I'm sure you were asking, is it a real show? Yes, it is a real show. Uh, actually, I could check how long that yeah, show. Yeah, I really, I really want to see that. It lasted. Eight years. Really? Yes. Why? <laughs> it starred Buddy Epson as Barnaby Jones. Really? I, I was sure this was a joke. Nope. It's a real thing. So, after, after we see Barnaby Jones' credits go up, we see that it, it's being showed in the classroom. <laughs> and, and Kyle asks him, why do we have to watch Barnaby Jones? And Mr. Garrison is like, so you guys can have a better understanding of how life and culture is. And... <laughs> have you ever watched it? I've never watched Barnaby Jones. It, it looks terrible. The only, well, no, that's right. The only cops show from the 70s that I used to watch, and it's only because my brother watched this every day, was Chips. (laughs) I've seen that. (laughs) That is one of the reasons why my brother became a cop, because of that show. (laughs) That's not a good uh, TV show. Oh... (laughs) Hey, Scott, come down here for... No, I'm just joking. He's not here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, he was here. <laughs> oh, such a... Oh, okay. So, uh, anyway, uh, Stan talk. You know, Stan asks Mr. Garrison, you know, why, why can't we do, you know, stuff that normal kids do? Do math, do reading, go on field trips. And... What? And Mr. Garrison says, well, for your information, mister, we, in fact, are planning a field trip, and we are going tomorrow on a field trip. Okay, I just got to stop right there. Because I would imagine you have been on, you went on field trips as a kid, right? Yes. Okay. Even to the aerium. I would think that you would have at least gotten a permission slip weeks in advance to go somewhere instead of dropping this bombshell of, oh, we're going on a field trip tomorrow. Yeah, that would never have happened in Norway. No. 
Oh. It wouldn't. So, during, um, so after that, Mr. Garrison puts in another tape of Barnaby Jones, and there's an advertisement for Cheesy Poofs. And there's an ad in the commercial saying that they are doing auditions around the country for a kid to be in the next Cheesy Poofs commercial. Yeah, the first time I saw this, I was like, this has to be perfect for Eric Cartman. And it is. So, um, so, you know, Cartman gets excited and, you know, he wants, you know, he wants to do this. So the next day, they're on the bus, and Mr. Garrison tries to get the kids to calm down, and Mrs. Crouchy's like, That's not how you do it! This is how you do it! Sit down and shut up! I can't do the... No, she scares me. Yeah. I, I think I might have had one of those bus drivers in my life as a kid. Really? But she did say sit down and shut up. But anyway, the kids do sit down and they do shut up and they get to the planetarium. Well, they're at the planetarium and Cartman sees the Cheesy Poof van. And he wants to go try out for the Cheesy Poof commercial. But Mr. Garrison won't let him. So Cartman throws one of his fits. So then we are greeted to the planetarium by Dr. Adams, who is the director of the planetarium and he says welcome i am dr adams welcome to the planetarium you mean planetarium right the planetarium see i have a bone disease where i cannot pronounce the letter t <laughs> in planetarium oh a bone disease a bone yeah. disease that prevents you to pronounce one letter in one word <laughs> Oh, the most funny joke in this episode. That was pretty good. So, he brings the, you know, he brings the kids in, into the planetarium, and, um, you know, they sit down, and the show starts. And we get to see a couple of, cons, you know, uh, constellations, including Roger Ebert. Although, they make fun of it showing his face and giving a thumbs down. So, Cartman, he knows that this is boring. And he's like, secretly, he gets out of there. And he goes, well, I'll tell you where he goes in a moment. Meanwhile, Mr. Garrison, he tells Dr. Adams that, you know, he's going to be right back. He's got to use the bathroom. Well, while that happens, Dr. Adams, all of a sudden on this dial, changes the number on this machine. And it starts sort of brainwashing the kids. And, sort of. Okay, I, I apologize. It does brainwash the kids. So, you know, Mr. Garrison's out, Cartman's out, but the rest of the kids, they get brainwashed. And we see, outside of the planetarium, that Cartman tries out for the Cheesy Poof commercial. And the guy's like, Okay, you did really good. All right, we'll call you back. See if, you know. So, Carmen gets excited, and Mr. Garrison now sees that Carmen tried out. And Carmen's like, I kicked ass! So, on the... I love sheepers. Sheepers. So, um, so after... That they get back on the bus and you know they're going back to school. Well, all of a sudden, here comes this strange kid that pops up in the seat of the bus, and he's breathing real heavily. And you know the uh, the kids aren't sure what to do here, and he and the kids like, no, no, I don't want to go back. I do not want to go back to the planetarium. So this kid, whose name is Van Gilder. Like, he's having the sweats, he's panicking, and, you know, it's like he doesn't want to go back. So, they take him to the nurse, they take him to Nurse Gollum, and Nurse Gollum and Mr. Mackey are there, and, you know, it's like, 
you know, what do we do? You know, what's the situation? And they, they try to come up with different ideas to take care of him. Um, which, will, which is sort of a side story, but not that much of a side story. So the next... Of a story? Side, yeah, it's sort of a, sort of a story. Wow. So um, the next day, the kids ask Mr. Garrison if they can go back to the planetarium. And Mr. Garrison's like, we just went yesterday. We just went to this place yesterday. Um, so during all this, Cartman's not there. Cartman is not at school. And the kids don't know why. Well, Cartman comes in and he has this certificate saying that he was the regional winner of the Cheesy Poof tryout. And that now he's going to try out for the national, you know, national competition. And that if he wins, he gets to be the new face of Cheesy Poofs. So... If he wins the role, I will say that. He what? If he the role. Mm-hmm, yeah, he really does. Um, so, Principal Victoria, uh, he taught, she talked to... Uh, Mr. Mackey and Nurse Gollum, and she decides to go, you know, to the planetarium for herself. So she goes on a night where they're doing this thing where they play, like, rock music and constant, you know, all these different things are going on. So they're playing Kenny Loggins' Footloose. And at first, you know, it's boring. And then Dr. Adams changes the scale and he makes it bigger and he brainwashes those people, too. So, then the kids, once again, go back to the planetarium. And, you know, they, they like it. And at one point, Clyde is, he's so in love with this that he wants to stay here. So Mr. Garrison decides, okay, you know what, I could give you guys extra credit if you, you know, do volunteer work at the planetarium. So... Will they do that? We'll find out. Meanwhile, Cartman is at the tryout, the national tryout for the Cheesy Poof commercial. And he rubs his nose. Well, his mom thinks that he's picking his nose. And this is the running joke for the rest of the episode, whenever he rubs his nose. Like, sugar, hon, don't pick your nose. And Cartman gets upset. So then we see this poor girl and her mother, and they are poor, and they play the sad piano music, and it's like, boy, mom, I sure do hope I win this contest. I do too, dear. If I win this contest, it's going to be a change of life for all of us. It sure will, dear. So that Cartman, Cartman hears this, and then he does one of the worst possible things ever. Such a meanie. This is such an asshole move. He's like, it is. he goes and he says, "Look, they're selling bread outside." And the and the child and Bob they leave going for bread. Oh my god, that is absolutely a terrible thing that Cartman did. But it does eliminate one more person. From his goal of winning the competition. So, in the audition, we have a kid who does the absolute worst version of Bingo ever. It's like, there was a farmer who had a dog at Bingo, what's his name? Oh, Angie! 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 And Bingo was his name! Oh! It's terrible. I mean, it was... I I don't know what else to say on that one. So after uh, Bingo Kid is done, it's Cartman's turn to audition. Mom comes in. She's got a little stereo. So, so it's going to be something interesting. So Mrs. Cartman plays the cassette tape. It starts. And Cartman starts singing She Works Hard for the Money by Donna Summers. 
And, like, he takes the coat off, and he's got, like, this piece on over him, and he's singing the song, and the the judges are just absolutely scared to death of what is going on. Wouldn't and you be scared? I would. If you go, I, I mean, it's just so scary. The fact that an eight-year-old would know that song, you know, yeah. perform it. You know, actually, you know what, let me take that back. It's not really that scary. Because when I was a kid, we used to film or tape a lot of Disney specials. And there was this one special. I think we still have the tape. i got to find the tape. Yes, that's, that's another thing i got to put on my life list of things to do. Find particular tape. No. They, they had this special at Disneyland. I don't remember what the reason was for. And they had Donna Summers performing. She worked hard for the money. So in... In the performance, they show, and, and I'm going off memory, folks, so you, if you know what I'm talking about, um, please refrain yourself from going through the roof. They show Cinderella, a real live Cinderella, scrubbing the floor, and, you know, the evil stepsisters are there, and the stepmom, and... Oh, no, she thinks the song doesn't No, she doesn't. Oh, good. It's only Donna Summers. Only Donna Summers sings the song. Um, now, I, now I want to go find this piece of video. There are people. There are people probably like this is not real. I'm telling you, folks, this is real. This is honest to God real. So I don't believe you. <laughs> well, when when I find when I find the video, I will let you know, and I will send it to you. Deal. All right. So, Stan and the rest of the guys, they go to the planetarium, and they're trying, you know, they're trying to figure out, okay, why is everyone, you know, so excited about going to the planetarium? So, they send Kenny inside the planetarium to sit, and they start playing with the dial. So, they move it up, you know, to like a one or a two. Nothing really happens. And then they play it to like a four or a five, and nothing really happens. Then they turn it to about an eight. And that's when Kenny, Kenny's whole body goes crazy. It's like going it in vibrates. the... vibrates. Yeah, vibrates, goes into convulsions, and he basically spontaneously human combusts and dies. And then Stan goes, oh my god, we killed Kenny! We're bastards! Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a good joke. I thought. that, Like, we killed Kenny! We're bastards! So, uh, then the boys, they go to Officer Barbrady. And they tell them about this whole thing with the planetarium. And, you know, Mr. Or Officer Barbrady's like, Okay! I'll get right on it as soon as I'm done feeling, you know, finishing other crimes. And they're like, there are no other crimes, Officer Bargrady. Okay, then, let's go. So, they leave. So we then go back to Nurse Gollum. And Mr. Mackey performs this mind trick that all school counselors are taught. It's called a mind melt. So what he does is he puts his hand on Van Gelder's head. And whatever he says, the kid says, Mr. Mackey will say. So he basically tells him that you know, the planetarium, it has this machine where it just wipes people's minds, it brainwashes people, and... You know, it's just doing bad things. So, after we see that, Officer Barbrady goes to the planetarium with Stan and Kyle. 
Dr. Adams greets him, welcomes him to the planetarium, and he, you know, Officer Barber, he just wants to see that everything's okay. And, you know, Dr. Adams is like, sure, I'll show you. I'll give you a free show. So, Officer Brady, Bar Brady goes in. He has a seat. And, and the show starts regularly. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Adams turns the, num you know, turns the knob to the eight and nine. And he brainwashes Officer Bar Brady. But in a, in a weird way, he's like, you will not remember anything that happened. If you do, it will hurt your mind. You are now Elvis Presley. <laughs> I like I like this Elvis impression. Yes. Oh, I almost forgot to mention. So I want to go back a little bit, not too far. In the scene where Barb Brady and the boys go to the planetarium, Chef is there, and Officer Barb Brady is like, Oh, hi, Chef. Are you working here now? I love the planetarium. Oh, well, I'm glad you found a good, decent job now. Wow. What a low blow that is. So, anyway, we go back to the audition. And Carmen is told that he is the winner of the contest. And, yes. And the reason that he is the winner is because the other four kids wanted to go at work at the planetarium. And then they tell him that you were the last choice. <laughs> you were the last choice. We had no other choice. You're the winner. Poor cock, man. I know. So, they're at the studio. You know, they're getting ready to do the commercial and... Every time they try to do the commercial, something wrong happens to where, you know, they gotta, they gotta cut the commercial, they gotta fix this, they gotta fix that, you know, they, they just gotta fix everything. So, then we go back to the planetarium where Mr. Mackey and Nurse Gollum are there, and they try and stop Dr. Adams. Well, here's Officer Barbrady, and... Bar Brady, um, you know, he does his Elvis suppression. And Mr. Mackey goes, Oh, that's a nice Charleston Heston, Charlton Heston impression, guy. That sounded absolutely nothing like Charlton Heston. And I know it Charlton... It sounds like Elvis, either. Well, yeah, that's true, but, you know. So, basically, Dr. Adams kidnap or kidnap. Kidnaps Mr. Mackey and Nurse Gollum along with the boys. So Cartman then is on the phone. He talks to his grandmother, and she and he tells her that to watch the TV, he's gonna be on, a, you know, he's gonna be on television tonight. And the grandma, you know, is excited, and then she goes into this story as grandmothers do, and Cartman doesn't want to hear it. Then he calls Stan. Well, nobody answers the phone, so Carmen leaves a message. Then he calls Kyle. Nobody answers the phone. Carmen leaves a message. He's upset. Then he watches the TV. It's Terrence and Philip, and they go to a commercial. And here it is. Here's the cheesy poof commercial. And it's all these people, you know. They're moving around, and then they start singing the Cheesy Poof song. I love Cheesy Poof, you love Cheesy Poof. If you don't like it, you are lame. And that's all Cartman is in the commercial for, is the very end. <laughs> and Cartman is so happy... That he was on TV. That he was in this commercial. Even though he was cut down to that one little part. And then he realizes. Well wait a minute. Stan didn't see this. Kyle didn't see this. What the hell is going on? So then. He go. He decides you know what. I'm going to find him. And he goes all the way to the planetarium. And Dr. Adams is about to brainwash all four. 
when all of a sudden Cartman comes out and he's, you know, he's upset. He's like, I was on television. You people didn't see me. And he's like, oh, this is Planetarium. Planetarium success. And he just pushes the big machine and it breaks and, um, like the mind control machine starts to act up and it takes over the mind of Dr. Adams and Dr. Adams is basically dead. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the episode, you know, Carmen saves the day. He was on a commercial. And then he had to scratch his nose and his mom comes up and he's like, Honey, don't pick your nose. And Carmen gets upset. And then during the end credits, they play the Cheesy Poof song again. And then they play some serious music, not too much serious music. And that is the end of Roger Ebert Should Lay Off the Fatty Foods. Such a weird episode. This, yeah, this is easily the weirdest episode. Now, I have here that this episode spoofs the Star Trek episode Dagger of the Mind. I never watched an episode of the original Star Trek, so... What? I know. Terrible, aren't I? So I really have nothing to add to this, so... Um, but yeah, uh, this is a very weird episode. Yeah, and I can't believe the love for this episode. Like, online, especially. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, so... What rating would you like to give it? A fail. Uh, <laughs> a fail. <laughs> you see? Now, uh, I really like the Cartman storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's it. Everything else feels stale and unfunny. There's nothing going on in the planetarium the storyline I find funny. Maybe like uh, the how it's hard to say hypnosis of uh, Barney of the p policeman. Yeah. I like that. Uh, other than that to be completely honest uh, not a great episode. For me, it's it's uh, it's not it's not as terrible as the episodes I've given a one and a two mm -hmm. like that. But if five is in the middle, it gets a three point five, I think. Okay, so you're gonna give it a three point five. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you. This is not an episode that deserves a one or two. I, I agree with I, I agree with you on that. Um, this is a weird episode. I think if you are a fan of Star Trek, you might get the reference of this whole episode. I'm a big fan of Star Trek, and I didn't get the reference. Um. So, and 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 the Carmen storyline is really good. It is. Yeah. I I think if this storyline is not there, we may be talking about the worst episode, maybe in the entire history of the show. Maybe. Oh, definitely. Maybe. Oh, definitely. With that being said, I'm gonna be a little bit more generous. Not not too much higher. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four point five. It's it's, it's basically like in the middle, you know. It's just what gets it like what gets it underneath four point five for me. Uh, like is is especially how small part the Cartman storyline uh, is in this show. Really, I agree. It's I I agree. It's the bigger. It's the best side story, but I feel like. It doesn't really have enough time in this episode. Really? Uh, I... Yeah. It's almost like it deserves its own episode. Um, uh, 
because it's such a good storyline. And I just feel like we see too little out of that. And also, we don't like see any, because like one of my biggest uh, things against this episode is maybe the brain, the uh, brainwashing thing. Because you, 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 if you are brainwashed, you are not aware of being brainwashed. And the kid is like, the kids are like, why are we going to the planetarium? If you were really brainwashed, you would not ask yourself. Why are we going to the planetarium? Mm-hmm. So there's there there's just not enough Cartman and too much silly stuff that feels like filler. It feels like a filler episode instead of yeah giving us anything uh, I, momentous. I'm gonna actually disagree with you on that. I okay. I felt that the Cartman storyline got a reasonable amount of time with it. Um, and, and it does start in the school. You know, because obviously, you know, that's where it's going to start. Um, and then it's like from the, okay, I got to escape to get to this audition, to winning the, you know, the, the tryout, and then to um, the national tryout, and then the filming of the commercial, and then just the conclusion of that storyline was so good. You know, just right. having him in that one spot. Yeah. For like I agree with a that. second. It was hilarious. But they, they could do more around that story. I, I feel like that's not enough to save this episode. I, I don't feel like... Uh, and I agree it's a good story, but it's not a brilliant story. Right. It's a good story. And uh, a good story on the sideline of something that's really bad mm-hmm. doesn't really... Uh, well, it doesn't weigh, uh, weigh up for me. It doesn't, like, get, get it up to the point where you are. So I, I think we just uh, uh, disagree of, of how, how much... Yeah, how much filler it felt. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, agree to disagree. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I'm going to hang up now and oh. um, hate you forever. Oh, okay. Well, there we go then. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, because, again, no reviews from the media, we're going to read the reviews from IMDb. Um... And I'm just curious, Fro, you you said to me before we went on the air to not read all of the reviews. Yeah. I am curious to know why. There's just too many reviews. Okay. All right. Well, for the purpose of this, I, I will I will I will agree to your wishes. Um I, I'm not going to read one of them. There, There is one that I have to read that I think is funny. If if you don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, so we'll, I'll read the original, you know, from our usual people that always review South Park. And then I'll read this uh, special one. Okay. So we'll start with Comedy Fan 2010. Why? You know what? Yeah, let's start with Comedy Fan 2010 because I always feel like we end with Comedy Fan 2010. Let's start with that one today. Comedy Fan 2010 wrote, A nice episode. The, spelled with two E's, the best part of it was Eric Carmen and his Cheesy Poofs commercial. This song just gets stuck in my head all the time. I love how his mom told him not to pick his nose and also hold... And how, also how he gets rid of the poor hungry girl and her mom. <laughs> yep, that was terrible. The planetarium story isn't as great, but still pretty decent. I especially liked having Mr. Mackey in it. They added the whole his they added his drugs are bad, okay, which was hilarious. I also liked the two LSD hippies he met in this ep- in the episode. Also being there and really enjoying the laser show. That's right, they are in this episode. 
The whole creepy kid of the the whole creepy idea of the planetarium hypnotizing kids to work there and the officer to be Elvis was actually very entertaining. Alright. Next one is from the gangsta hippie who wrote The title of this episode is called Roger Ebert Should Lay Off the Fatty Foods. It's a strange title since Roger Ebert is only mentioned once in the episode and has no significance to the plot. The plot has the children going on a field trip to the planetarium. The owner, however, has some hypnosis device which makes children want to go back and visit or work in the planetarium. His plan is to make everyone in South Park love the planetarium, but Stan and Kyle are on his case and try to stop him. Meanwhile, instead of going on the field trip, Cartman ditches and auditions for a Cheesy Poops commercial. He is bad, yet, is, yet so is everyone else, and he gets to be on TV. Only no one is really watching because they are all at the planetarium. This is a pretty funny and good South Park episode, but with a strange title. All right. I think the title also kind of destroys this episode for me. I really like Roger Greenberg. Right. Um, I don't understand why why there's a point of like making fun of him in the title. I just don't get it. I wonder. I wonder how Roger Ebert felt about you know when he heard that this episode his name was in the episode. Yeah. He must have had a thought. Seb M. Moderns 2 writes, Two plots are used for this... Two, ugh, two plots are used this episode. When Eric Cartman watches a Cheesy Poofs commercial, he is very eager to take part in singing the Cheesy Poofs song. Unfortunately for him, his audition has collapsed with his school trip to see the local planetarium with Mr. Garrison and company. The strange guy who doesn't even know how to pronounce planetarium... Uh, well, you don't even know how to spell planetarium. You have it as planetarian... The, have you ever been to the planet, the planetarium? Wow. I'm going to read this as it is written. A strange guy who doesn't even know how to use plan or even know how to yeah how to pronounce planetarian, not planetarian, right works at the planetarium by hypnotizing the minds by using twirling lights and stars. This is the only part where Roger Ebert is mentioned in this episode. A decent episode with two reasonably tolerable plots. But I don't know why Trey and Matt hate the Planetarians so much, though. Overall rating, 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm... I'm I, yeah, I don't get their hate for Planetarians either. <laughs> okay, last review. I have to read this because this is just absolutely ridiculously funny. From Dan... 1863 Sickles. He's from Troy, New York. He writes, This episode is the best example of raw early South Park. They start with a classic South Star Trek episode, Dagger of the Mind, and basically act out the entire plot, including legendary Star Trek bits like the Vulcan Mind Melt. Stan and Kyle actually quote the episode word for word at the end, Complete with Shatner Diction. Stan. Really? I didn't notice that. Stan. Oh. Can you imagine? A mind. Drained by that thing. And Officer Barbrady, for no particular reason, is hypnotized into being or believing he is Elvis Presley. Complete with the worst Elvis imitation ever. Okay, man. Okay. I'm the king. I'm the king. Why this episode works so well is that it feels very homegrown and not at all put on. Just a bunch of guys goofing on a Star Trek classic that every television watcher in America knows by heart. Except for me. If, okay, this last sentence does it. You ready, Fro? You, you better get on, you better prepare yourself. This, this might rake up there with Jesus is a great and fun character. You, are, you, are you bracing yourself for this? Yeah. If South Park was the Beatles, this episode would be Love Me Do. Uh, 
if South Park was the Beatles? Uh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is a good comparison. Yeah, let let let's compare a TV show to a Beatles song. Yeah, love me do. Yep. Love, love me do. Oh my goodness, that's unbelievable. This episode is like the Beatles Love Me Do. <laughs> that should be the title of the show. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be. I, I think, like, I'll put in, like, the, the title, of, you know, like, the name of this episode, and it'd be like, It's like the Beatles Love Me Do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so this is now the point in the show where either Fro or myself, we pick a character to talk about. And for the last several weeks when I've had my turn, I've picked a particular character from the episode to talk about. What? Um, I didn't do that last time. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And, and we don't have to. That's the fun thing. We don't have to do that. Definitely not. For this one, it's a questionable call. You could say, yes, he is a character in this episode, but in the same way you could say he's not really. So today's character that I'm going to talk about is Barnaby Jones. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> good pick. Uh, he has gray hair. His occupation is a detective. Is a detective. He also his alias is Buddy Epson. That's who plays Barnaby Jones. And his first okay. appearance is Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. Yeah, when is his last appearance? Uh, probably Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. Yeah. I think so. Uh, alright. Here's a little bit more about Barnaby Jones. One, one of Herbert Garrison's favorite programs was the show Barnaby Jones, about a private eye played by Buddy Ebsen. The third grade class was forced to watch at least two seasons of the series and was quizzed regularly. Stated Kyle had a particular distaste for the program getting bored after five days of reruns. Cartman, meanwhile, owes the, de the detective show for giving him an opportunity... Let me start that again. Cartman, meanwhile, owes the detective show for giving him an opportunity to star in a Cheesy Poops commercial. True. So, thank you, Barnaby Jones. Thank you, Barnaby Jones. I, I wonder if you, I wonder if the actor is still alive. I'm gonna check that real quick. Do that. Uh, while while I will uh, time to wrap things up. Yes, it so is. Bill says you can follow Bill on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, at his account, that's the name is what? House of Bill. House of Bill. I don't have Twitter, so I don't care. That's <laughs> you fine. Can follow, you can follow the <laughs> show on Sharks Pond. Uh, Sharks Pond. Is it that? Uh, yeah, Sharks Pond 97 is our Twitter 97. handle. Yeah. And uh, please uh, uh, re review us in iTunes. Yes. We love that. Uh, you can listen to Bill many shows like uh, Nostalgia Crew and uh, Untitled Movie Project and The Scoreboard and oh so many yep wonderful shows and you know what since you plugged for me I will plug for you you can check out <laughs> Fro on another digital citizen uh, this week they talk about uh, why the grass smells like it does and no, and, we uh, about and our trees evil. No, we 
talk about Kurt Cobain's suicide theories. Oh, I, you know, I have, I'm starting to have one of my own. Yep. Um, we talk about conspiracy theories. So, anyway, um, Buddy Epson, I didn't realize this till I was looking it up. First off, he is dead. He, he passed okay. away in 2003. You would know him better, Fro, as Jed Clampett from the Beverly Hillbillies. So, he goes from one iconic role being Mr. Clampett to another iconic role in Barnaby Jones. And he was in a bunch of movies. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, going back from 1935. Wow. And he was originally going to be in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> That's who? The Tin Man. Oh. However, he soon began experiencing cramps and shortness of breath, eventually leading to hospitalization. Uh, the doctors determined that Epson was suffering a reaction to the aluminum dust used in the Tin Man makeup. He was forced to leave the production for health reasons. Aww. Oh. Oh, well. Well. Well, he is enjoying it somewhere over the rainbow. Uh -huh. Sure. Huh. So, uh, next week on the show, uh, we are going to talk about clubhouses. No, yeah. that no, that 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 that's the actual name of the episode, folks. Is clubhouses. Yep. So, uh, that's what we're going to talk about next week. So, until then, for Fro, I'm Bill. Thank you for listening to Sharks On, and we'll talk to you guys next week. I love cheesy poops. You love cheesy poops. If you don't love them, you are lame. Um, did you just finish? Now we are. Now we are.